This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 1st, 2024. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability. It has faster speed than Huddle Sideline, plus GameStrat has awesome customer service. They're there when you need them the most. A lot of coaches have made the switch specifically because their customer service is so good and the product is outstanding, so you really don't even need customer service that much. And they have different priced plans for every coach's budget. And if you mention High School Football America when you talk to the fine folks at GameStrat, well, you'll get a High School Football America friends and family discount. Just say, hey, we're big friends, High School Football America and me. Give me my discount to get a demo. Go to GameStrat.com, or you can click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, championship chat, the uh, tour across America. We're in, uh, where were we yesterday? I can't even remember. Oh, we were in Colorado yesterday. Today we're in Maryland. Yeah, just south of the home state of Pennsylvania. Good counsel. Man, what a year for the Falcons last year. They finished number 14 in the High School Football America 300, powered by NFL Play Football. That on the heels of a Washington Catholic Athletic Conference Championship regular season, and the uh, postseason championship unless you've been living under a rock the wcac pretty darn good high school football conference and andy savinelli the head coach of good council is on the line to talk about a, a fantastic year and i bet you you're you're busting busting at the the seams there to get at 24 but we're going to talk 23 first coach thanks for joining us hey jeff great great to be here i appreciate calling what a fantastic year for you guys last year. Um, you know, it's been, let's see, I guess at this point you're probably, what, about three months through it? One, two, yeah, about three months past that. As you look back on it, what brings a smile to your face? Uh, you know, just the, like, currently, every time I see one of our seniors, they still have that uh, that that smirk or smile, <laughs> uh, kind of not, it's not the glowing smile of the, of the, after the championship, but they, there's just a, uh, I guess a peacefulness with them that they know they did it, you know, and we did it, we got it done for them. And that was, uh, it's really special. And, you know, we still have uh, the rest of the school year with, with the seniors and, uh, you know, ordering rings and that type of stuff. So it's, it's funny. It's three months later, as you mentioned, but it still kind of carries forward. And I, I did tell our, our, seniors you know during the season as you're getting into going through the grind of it like hey man you know you lose this thing you don't get it done and the rest of the school year is is just long and you know you're miserable because you don't want to really be there anymore you seem to write all that but if you win this thing it's it's like a parade for the next six months. You know, you just get to ride this thing out, and uh, that's what they're living right now. Yeah, it's, it's good to get the kids back into the weight room, too, tell them they got to uh, get get out of the shoes they were in last year and, and, and fit their own shoes for 2024. Hey, Coach, you, you, you started, you know, on national television against a, a great St. Edward team, now a three-time Ohio State champ. You, you, you rebounded after that loss. Uh, you played an excellent Jones team out of Orlando, Florida. You picked up a big win there, and then, of course, you, you had your conference and some good games uh, outside of the conference as well. Um, where was the turning point? Was it that opening, you know, season opening loss? Where, where did you feel things turned around for the better? 
Yeah, I think that game, you know, it's crazy, even though it was a loss. It did what we needed it to do. Not what we wanted to do, yeah. but what we needed. And in that, you know, part of the mindset of playing a team like St. Ed's or, or, you know, a lot of the great teams we play in conference and out of conference, but in those out of conference games, the mindset for us is we want to play the best teams. Uh, and we know we may lose, but uh, we're going to find out what weaknesses we have. And I'd rather find out a weakness or weaknesses that we have, you know, in August than in October. Mm-hmm. So that's really the mindset and, and what happened in that game while we were doing okay and tied it half, we made some critical errors and some really bad plays um, in the second half. And you can't do that against a good team. And they made us pay for it. And uh, like we knew they would, um, you know, I've talked about a lot afterwards uh, since then. If you do that against the mediocre team, we might have been good enough to get away with it and still win the game. Mm-hmm. And then we think we're, we're fine and we're not. Um, so, yeah, that game, I think we had a coaching staff uh, change afterwards. Uh, and, and a, you know, uh, uh, offensive coordinator left. And it actually rallied the kids. It got everybody focused. And, you know, we came out against, like you said, a very, very good Jones team. And, played about as good as we can play coming off that that loss so yeah it, it served a purpose for sure andy stefanelli on the line on the high school football america podcast championship chat we're doing it all during the off season talking to all the coaches that won championships last year coach i, I i've asked this question in many different ways but i don't think i've asked it as directly as i'm going to ask you and and you guys are road warriors right you're not you're not afraid to travel i remember you seeing you guys down here uh, against marietta in georgia a couple of years back we won't talk about that game because <laughs> It was a bad job by the referees. You didn't say that. I said that. And uh, hey, you've taken trips elsewhere. You've gone out west to California, um, St. Ed's last year. What's the most difficult part about that? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people are like, yeah, we love these out-of-state games, interstate games, whatever you want to call them. But they don't think about these are teenage kids, <laughs> you know, on the road, sometimes the first time ever that they're going away from home. What do you find the most difficult thing playing a schedule, especially away from home, you know, in another state? Well, uh, you know, for the first part that is the most difficult for us is internally just getting the approval to do it because there's a lot involved. And for us, you know, it's the academic side. So trying to get the date when it's, you know, works with the school schedule because uh, those games, uh, you know, are um, are not easy to coordinate to begin with. And then you have to factor that in. So first it's getting the administration to tell you, okay, here's the dates you can go. Um, you know, and then finding that opponent, um, in that, you know, that fits that, uh, so that part is, is hard. And as far as, uh, you know, the actual deal, it's, yeah, it's what you said, you know, um, we do travel every year. So fortunately by the time we get, you know, they're a senior, they may have been maybe their third go round or, or even more, uh, you know, getting on an airplane or getting on that bus and then making those trips. But uh, it's always different, and it throws them off their schedule, and they still have to keep up with their schoolwork. And, and so you know, we have a system down of how we travel and what we do, which I think helps. But, uh, yeah, you don't know how they're going to react. And uh, even against St. Ed's, you know, we had them pretty well down, and then we got a little bit of a late start out and, uh, and a long bus ride and ended up arriving at 2 in the morning 
instead of midnight, which doesn't <laughs> seem like a lot, but you know, it <laughs> kids going to bed at three instead of at uh, twelve thirty, but it's different. And I thought that kind of, you know, it didn't help. And not certainly why we lost, but it didn't help. And so as much as you plan and do, you know, we went out to Ohio the year before and the bus broke down. So it could have been So, you know, you can't really, uh, you try to factor everything in, but, um, and you don't have, you know, team travel agents or people that it's, it's, you know, me and usually my wife pretty much figuring it all out and, and, and getting it all, all set up. So, um, yeah, those are the, the things people don't see. You get yeah. out for game day, everything looks smooth, and don't realize, you know, how much. And they're coordinating the food and the, you know, sort of getting they're hydrating and all that little stuff. We have a team of trainers and uh, managers and, and, and strength staff that help us, of course, with that. But it's a lot of work. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> come no. back to that. Uh, <laughs> and you're wiped out. And then usually for us, yeah, you know, we have to start around and play somebody really, really good the following week. It's not like we get. Yeah. Uh, a couple powder puffs uh, afterwards. You know. Yeah, no cupcakes on the good council schedule, that's for sure. The uh, reigning Washington Catholic Athletic Conference champs, number num- number 14 in the nation last year in our algorithm rankings. And let's get uh, some of the kids uh, in by name. I, as I always tell coaches, I'd love to allow you to go from one to whatever your highest number is, 99 or whatever, and, and get them all in there. But we can't do that. So let's let's try and narrow it down to, you know, captains, the leaders, guys that that, that made that championship last year? Yeah, uh, you know, our quarterback, Frankie Weaver, probably doesn't get as much uh, credit as he should. Um, but he had a great year. He really led the, uh, led the offense, uh, dynamic passer, kind of a classic passer, uh, pocket quarterback. Uh, made big throws for us throughout the year, great decisions. Um, so yeah, Frankie was great. Dylan Jones, you know, our, our, our incredible running back, the greatest running back probably in our school's history. Um, we've had some good ones and, uh, going to Wisconsin, he was great. He got banged up towards the end of the year and, you know, just played through it and didn't complain. And he was probably says he was 80%. He's probably 50% and played through it. Had a couple of big after the season to fix up, fix up his foot. But, um, uh, Elijah Moore, our wide receiver, uh, uh, going to Florida State, had a great year. But, you know, he, he hurt his knee first conference game and missed the second half of the season and the playoffs, but provided leadership, um, for us all along the way. And Kyle Altoona, our All-American tackle, was just dominant, uh, on the offensive line. So those seniors, uh, uh you know, on, on offense were, were led the way and then, on defense, you know, Aaron Childs, our All-American linebacker, uh, and C.J. Kuba-Taylor, who uh, nobody really knew about, but he's heading to Clemson now because of a great <laughs> senior year. Those two really anchored <laughs> the defense. And uh, um, Judah Jenkins was our lockdown corner. We have our junior, Fahim Delane, and safety, who was, you know, just all over the field for us. And then up front, uh, Darian Mayo, our 6'6", end, was – was as good as we've had, and we've had some really good ones there. Um, DJ Briscoe uh, in the middle, kind of anchoring things. So, you know, again, the whole, all of them were great, but those seniors uh, and Beam as a junior, you know, were really good. And also, got to mention Demarion Folks, our junior wide receiver, who really stepped up uh, when when Elijah went down uh, at that 
the wide receiver. Kind of kept that that offense clicking on the pass game clicking. So, uh, yeah, it was just a great group. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I talk about it. The first thing I'm thinking is, man, I'm going to miss these guys. <laughs> But, uh, Brings a little tear group. to your eye. Uh, and and yeah. you, you, you mentioned earlier, you said you had you had a change in the coaching staff. Let's let's also not forget that you're doing the interview. You're always the one that gets all the accolades. And as I have said on all these interviews so far in Championship Chat, you also get all the crap with with the HC title. Uh, let's get some of the uh, the assistant yeah. coaches in there that 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 you know do that grunt work too to let the CEO do these interviews. <laughs> Well, you know, for, first and foremost, uh, my assistant head coach and defensive coordinator, Sal Gorgoni, uh, he's the best. I mean, I know you probably talked to coach, oh, I got the best. This, he is one of the best defensive minds I've ever been around, and I've been around a lot. And um, he's great, uh, runs a phenomenal uh, defense. And really, for me, I let him handle that. So he takes, takes control of that and, and lets me concentrate on the team and the offense and I have a little bit of special teams, but it really does, um, does a lot for me there. And then JD Knoll, uh, also our secondary coordinator and our recruiting coordinator, uh, does a ton over there on the defense with the game planning as well. Ned Anell is our special teams coordinator, um, uh, and kicking coach and, uh, you know, special teams are critical and, uh, and he does a great job there. Um, so that's kind of a couple of the guys. And then we also have on offense, uh, we've got uh, great offensive staff with offensive line coaches. Got a couple of them and uh, Brett Valenta and Matt Stein and Doug Brzezinski. We have three line coaches. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, the running back coach, our running back coach, Eric Alley, has been with me forever. Um, and that's why you see we always have very, very good production at the running back position. Um, on defense up front, uh, we have Rico Brown, Andrew Gloucester, uh, Kevin McFadden, our longtime D-line coach, had some health issues, so it was kind of relegated to helping just with recruiting this year. Uh, uh, but uh, Drew stepped in with a great job. And um, Anthony Gorgone, Sal's son, came in to help linebackers. So it's, we have a large staff, as you can hear, and, um, uh, but they do a great job. Terrell Campbell came in and was new at wide receivers and was great as well. So – uh, it's just a really, really great group, and as you just mentioned, it allows me to do uh, what I do um, and the freedom to uh, to do interviews like this and uh, and kind of try to at least try to keep the whole thing moving forward. <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, you know, I, I got a smile on my face when you said you got three O line coaches there. Uh, if, if no one's ever seen good council play, uh, they, they've got an impressive offensive line. No matter what the year, coach. I, every time I watch film, I'm like, that looks like a college offensive line. That must be why you have all the coaches to keep <laughs> keep those guys straight and doing the job and running the football for you. <laughs> but well, anyway. I have a former lineman myself, so ah, there you go. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I must say uh, the three O-line coaches are outdone by my secondary, which I mentioned Coach Knoll, but I I need to mention uh, Josh Pleasant, uh, Clay Goldston, and James Fangmeyer. So we actually have four defensive back coaches (laughs) to uh, outdo our three offensive line coaches. Gotcha. uh, Okay. We uh, we need a little coach heavy at times. But uh, (laughs) as we tell the parents, 
if you come to school here and play football, your kid's going to get coached. Now. There's no <laughs> question. I don't care if he's third string or it doesn't matter. we got plenty of coaches to coach him. Going to coach him up. That sounds great. Hey, the cherry on the Sunday, Coach, uh, last year, aside from the championship, and you beat arch-rival DeMatha, was that was the second win uh, in the season against that arch-rival. That, that make it a little bit sweeter? It's Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very difficult to do. Um, and honestly, I think the other turning point in our season was our first game against DeMatha where we pulled out an overtime win against them uh, and had to come back to do it. Um, and that's, you know, incredibly difficult to beat them once and then to have to turn around. And that was like the – that's the thing. You beat them in a game that was could have gone, obviously, gone either way in overtime game. But then, like, well, the reward is you got to turn around a few weeks later and, and try to do it again. <laughs> and it's, it's very, very hard to do. We know each other so well. And, uh, you know, their only loss last season was to us. Right. So they were a very, very good team, um, you know, and both games, you know, could have gone either way. So uh, we were fortunate enough to get it done. And it's a great rivalry because we've long time and played a lot of championships with each other. But there's a lot of mutual respect between the programs. And I think that's what I enjoy the most is, um, you know, we get after it. But the kids, a lot of the kids are friends, you know, they don't schools aren't that far apart and uh we're certainly have a good relationship with their staff so it's a it's really cool rivalry yeah it reminds me of the west coast rivalry between bosco and modern day always twice in a season kind of bergen and don bosco back in the day that that sort of rivalry it's a good one to watch andy stefanelli on the line uh for championship chat we're going to wrap things up here with a couple of questions hey you know what here's one before we get into 2024 i noticed yesterday uh chris jenkins uh was your your alum was uh, at the combine what was that like? Uh, pr- proud Papa there watching uh, him work out? Did you get to watch him work out, I guess, is the question. And do you use that for motivation for your kids to say, hey, you see that guy there? <laughs> he was once one of you. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Chris. You broke up for a second. That was Chris Jenkins, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I keep in touch with Chris. I kept in touch with him throughout the season, and they were under the national championship. And, um, yeah, it's 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 – you know, you know him when he was like in seventh grade, you know, and you see him now and, uh, and he hadn't really, he's a lot bigger, but he hadn't changed that much. He's uh, <laughs> a big goofball sometimes, but, uh, he's a great kid or a great young man now. And, um, yeah, you are, you watch him you're like, man, it, it, it makes you feel so great for what he's accomplishing and how much, what's ahead of him. And we actually have another guy, Cam Hart, uh, who should get drafted as well. And, I do use this motivation, uh, Jeff. I do talk because, you know, you start getting his uh, NFL teams sending the inquiries and the references back to me uh, when they're doing their background work. And so I tell – I use that as much as motivation as anything when I tell our players, you know, because I'll pull out the, the letterhead, which they recognize right away from whatever NFL team it is. Yeah. I was like, you see, and I tell them, <laughs> you know, I read off the questions, some of the questions, and – I bet I asked him, you notice what they don't talk, ask about? And they're like, oh, uh, football? Yeah. <laughs> they don't ask about football. It's all characters. So do the right things, you know. Listen to what we tell you to do. So 
um, it does help motivate them, I think. Yeah, big lesson in there uh, for anybody listening. If you're a student out there, a student athlete, listen to what Coach just said there. They didn't talk about football. Character came first. Uh, as we wrap up, let's let's face forward to, to 24. Um, you know, what are what are some of the things you're trying to accomplish in in the in the weight room here in the off season, going into your 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 summer workouts, into your fall workouts? What are some of the things that you feel this team needs to do to have a chance to defend that championship? We like the group we have coming back. Um, you know, we obviously have some big holes to fill uh, with with all those uh, talented seniors, not only with their play on the field, but with their leadership. So, but we the group's been very, very focused back in the weight room. Um, so, really, I, you know, I, I don't think you know we're not going to be considered as talented, certainly, and not as many guys with as many offers and all that type of stuff, but. I think this team has a chance to be really, really good. Uh, there's a real good chemistry amongst them and the work ethic. Um, and, you know, they're very motivated because some of these guys were sophomores uh, on the team last year and, you know, contributed some but weren't in the spotlight. And now they're chomping at the bit to take, you know, take their shot at it. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of work. Coach and staff knows what we have in front of us. Obviously, when you – uh, you know, uh, graduate a three-year starter, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, whoever wins the job is going to be, you know, a first-time starter. So that comes with some challenges. But, you know, it also gets you excited because, um, you know, it's a new challenge as, as for the staff. So we're really looking forward to the season. And, um, you know, it's going to be a different off season than last year for sure uh, with a lot more coaching and development, I think. But, um we're, we're up for the challenge, and I think the kids are really, really uh, focused on it. So, you know, hopefully we can make a little noise next season. Well, you, you know, you got enough coaches, it sounds like, to coach those kids up here in the offseason. <laughs> hey, last thing. I, I know before we ro- rolled the tape here, you said, you know, like a lot of the other good teams out there, you got a hole in the schedule. You're looking. Uh, so, uh, A, let the people, uh, coaches, if they're listening out there right now, know what you're looking for. And then if you do have a side outside of the conference, a couple of your – out-of-state games, you know, lockdown where you feel like you can tell us, feel free. If not, I understand. But uh, talk about the hole you have right now you're trying to fill. Yeah, I'm trying to fill. Well, actually, uh, the date is either 9-13 or 9-20. We have a little bit of flexibility in, in the one date. 9-13 would probably be optimal. But uh, uh, we need a home game. So anybody looking to come to D.C. and – do some sightseeing with your team and, and, and play a game. We'd love to host. Um, uh, other The teams, you know, we, we're opening down in the Miami against Christopher Columbus. Ooh, nice uh, one. That's a nice very, one. Very, very good team there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, week two is uh, we're going up to New Jersey to play the Paul Catholic, uh, who also you know very strong traditional team That's there. That's the then, strongest 6-4 and four uh, team in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I just had this conversation the other day. They don't dodge anybody, and that's why they're playing you. DePaul's a great program. Yeah, they're really good. We played them back in like 2015, and uh, they were really good that year. And uh, uh, anyway, head coach there, uh, Nick uh, Campanella, is a really good guy. And uh, we were actually at the Under Armour All American game coaching together, and uh, kind of st- hit it off and worked out a game. So that was pretty cool. So looking forward to that. Then. That next game is going to be St. Joe's Prep out of Philly, and that's the one we're trying to uh, 
uh, figure out the date on where we may play them on 920, and which gives us 913. But uh, trying to make that move so to help them out a little bit and then bump the date. But uh, so yeah, that's that's our three three out of conference games, and uh, as you can uh, as you know, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not going to be easy, that's for sure. So, yeah, way to dodge very, people. Very, very <laughs> way to dodge people. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is in our algorithm, strength of schedule, you know how big that is, so that's a good thing. Coach, appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk to us. I uh, look forward to seeing how the Falcons uh, wind things up and get things started in, in 2024, and I, I'm sure you're going to be somewhere in these national rankings that we have, but uh, congratulations on the championship and, and, and best of luck in 24. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate everything you do. All right. 20 days left to get your student-athletes nominated for the 4th Annual High School Football America All-Academic Team. Yes. 3.7 GPA is what you need or higher or 96 or higher on a scale of 100. All you have to do is go to highschoolfootballamerica.com and click in the navigation tab on Academic All-America. And then you'll get a little form that drops down. And coaches, you can nominate your students right there. You can also email us at aaa at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Now, something new this year is we are allowing parents and their children to nominate. So, parents, if you want to nominate, it's cool. Just go to the same spot on the website. But you do have to let us know that you're a parent. And we will ask you for transcripts and if you're a student a student athlete and you want to nominate yourself we're cool with that just make sure that you uh, send us your transcripts what's even easier is if you go to scout smart who powers the academic all-america team and fill out your free profile there that will make it very very easy for you the high school football america podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, america's premier sideline instant replay system and by NFL Play Football. Coaches, go to playfootball.nfl.com to get some of the great resources that are there to help you improve in the coaching profession. That's today's High School Football America podcast. I'm Jeff Fisher.